Hello. Hello. Hello, Blake. Can you read me? Uh, we are reading you loud and clear. Oh, that's good. Sweet. All right. Well, folks, welcome <laughs> to week two of the uh, M&B Sports Tape podcast. <laughs> we didn't talk about another title over the week, so maybe we'll work on it this week. Um, but uh, this week, we're looking forward to a, a pretty... Uh, well-organized and uh, more productive cast, wouldn't you say, Blake? Absolutely. Mike has done a great job of organizing this cast. I want to give a shout-out to him. Oh, thanks. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, – we, we know this time that it's going to cut out 15 minutes. Yep. And, uh, we're prepared for it, and uh, we've, got, we've got timed segments, so uh, we should be good to go. I, are you, I hope you're excited. That was kind of me asking if you're excited. Oh, well, you didn't ask if I was excited, so I wasn't. It was an implied excitement. I don't understand how I'm supposed to know it was an implied excitement. All right. Anyway, (laughs) let's hop right in. Uh, We're going to hop right in. Um, Like last week, we're going to start in the the NFL and then our second segment. If you stick around for our second half of the podcast, uh, it will be the NBA, but we're going to hop into the uh, NFL right away. Uh, so I even have a clock on my computer that I'm going to press start once we start each topic. So then we'll know. So if you hear beeping noise, that's my clock. So no, oh, good to know. I would have been frightened. Yep. So uh, first topic that uh, that I think we'll jump into uh, has nothing to do with what happened today. It actually has something to do with what happened, I believe, yesterday. Um, we all heard the news that Des Bryant was uh, signed by the Saints, and then he immediately tore his Achilles. Um, Blake, so hit me with what you think Des Bryant could have done for the Saints and what you think now kind of remains for them now that he uh, is injured uh, and where you kind of see how that all played out. Go ahead. I Okay, first of all, I want to say it's like hella sad that he got hurt. I heard it was even on the last play of practice. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. But um, he would have been a great second option for the Saints. But in all honesty, I don't know how much this injury like – affects them you know right because they're playing fantastic without him he would have been a good deep ball threat you can assume but they still have michael thomas they still have alvin kamara who's absolutely tearing it up right now mm-hmm. breeze is a little talked about mvp candidate the man's playing out of his mind so right i don't think it alters their trajectory like i don't think they they're gonna miss that piece all that much in a playoff run yeah, it was just kind of like a, it was kind of a, a no, a no, a no risk situation. It was a no risk gamble. They, I mean, it would have helped, but I don't think it hurts them. Uh, they, Adam Schefter did report today that they are, they could be signing Brandon Marshall. Um, who's really? Also, who's also a free agent. So, um, so that's I. That's another know, like low risk, high reward thing. Yeah, they seem to really think that they need help at receiver, but I mean, I don't really see that. It seems like they're doing just fine without any necessary. I mean, Michael Thomas is very good, but besides him, it seems like they're doing fine without a receiving core. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, sad way to go for Dez. Obviously, that's that's really sad. Hopefully, he recovers, but he might need to retire, don't you think? The torn Achilles is something that's going to be difficult to come back from, especially at his age. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so best of luck to Dez in his recovery, um, and you know we'll see how the Saints. Uh, go from there. Oh, there's no alarm. That's annoying. Oh, yes, there is. 
And it made a cool noise. It made a cool noise. Anyways, that was perfectly timed. So, second segment, uh, we'll move straight into uh, Thursday night game. Uh, that was the Steelers against the uh, Panthers, and the Panthers got absolutely rocked. Yeah, they uh, really so did. They got blown out, um, and the Steelers, who had a rocky start to the season, are uh, are now actually kind of flourishing. So, uh, do you see them as contenders uh, for, for a potential Super Bowl run? Uh that's a that's a tough question, Mike. I feel like that's a loaded question. Mm. Um, do I see them winning the AFC? No, I definitely do not. But I think they could they could make a dent in the playoffs. I think right now they're better than the Patriots. Okay. And I think they're still behind um, teams like the Ch- Chargers and the Chiefs out in the AFC. Though I don't see them surpassing them anytime soon. Right. But, I mean, it's looking up for them because uh, chances are they'll have a home playoff game in the first week because they'll win their division. Yeah. So you could easily see potentially a, um, you know, uh, a home matchup that they could win against. They'll probably be the three seed, I would guess. So they'll have a matchup against the six seed. And uh, you could easily see them getting to the divisional round. And um, they could potentially make some noise if they ran into, like, a New England, um, potentially, you know, because they, they're so explosive, right? Like, that's – I just think they're so explosive, it's hard to contain. I think playing New England would be the ideal matchup for them, if I'm being honest. Because I don't think they can match up with – if you, if they tried to fight fire with fire in Kansas City, I don't think they would win that. Yeah. Yeah. That would be their biggest problem. But um, but it's certainly against uh, against kind of – a. Uh, a slower paced Patriots team, they could get the dub, I think, in the playoff. My only question is how consistently is Ben Roethlisberger going to play? Also, great point. Because he's either throwing four touchdowns or he's throwing five picks. Right. It's the, That's the only question mark for me in that scenario is Ben Roethlisberger. Because he's like a big, he's a big play kind of quarterback. Right. So, yeah, they go as far as Ben goes, that's for sure. Yep. All right. That, that moving on. Uh, we'll move on to uh, a game that happened earlier today. Uh, the Redskins, they won. Uh, they beat the Buccaneers. Um, that was interesting. That game was interesting for a lot of reasons, mostly because the Buccaneers were, uh, scored, had a lot of yards but only scored three points. But um, it does bring up a good point that the Redskins are now, are now uh, either 6-3 and three or 7-3. and three, um, But their two division rivals are playing right now, uh, the Eagles and the Cowboys. Um, and Washington has just surprisingly been pretty steady, and they're winning, and right now they're at the top of their division. Are they sneaky good? Like, do you think they could also make a dent? Not, I don't think they could make a Super Bowl run, but do you think they could make a dent in the NFC playoff picture? The NFC's just – the NFC's loaded, man. I don't – do they have that – I question, like, how much big playability they have, especially with Alex Smith, the quarterback. Everyone, Alex Smith is a game manager. That is that is like what everyone knows him as. And is their defense good enough to carry them? I mean, they held Tampa Bay to three points, but is that really anything to write home about? Uh, I don't know, especially given, I mean, they Tampa Bay, I think, had over 500 yards, or at least over 400 yards. and they only Yeah, right, Ryan Fitzpatrick himself had 406 passing yards. Yeah, that's insane that they only scored somehow three points. I don't know if it was turnovers or, you know, a mixture of just bad – bad bad timing of a bunch of different things but um i just you know i just don't hear about washington enough i don't think they have like that that go to i mean who's their best player who is their who is their big name player uh, alex smith bro yeah, alex smith 
And uh, who's their that who's the who's the the big mouth cornerback that they have though? He was oh. played for Carolina. Yeah. Um, Josh Norman. Yes. Yeah. So Josh is Norman. He, is he still as like? Is he still dominant? I don't know. They held Tampa Bay to three points. Okay. Um. To me, looking at this list, their only statement win I think this entire season has been against Carolina. Right. Because they've beaten Green Bay, who's a good team, but wildly inconsistent. True. And then all the rest of their wins are coming against teams like New York, Dallas, Tampa Bay, like Indianapolis. They lost to Indianapolis. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. Heck yeah. Speaking of Indianapolis, thank you for that perfect segue. Uh, we're going to head into the AFC South um, across the way. Uh, so the Texans are sitting atop it um, and uh, followed somewhat closely by the Titans. And then the Colts just beat Jacksonville today. Um, so it's, it's, I believe the Texans are six and three. Um, and then five, and then the Titans are like five and four. Um, and then the Colts are four and five. Um, but given that none of those teams are necessarily trustworthy, do you think that that race, and I'm not, and for anyone that doesn't know, I'm a big Colts fan, but so trying to avoid sounding biased or anything, do you think that that AFC South race is more wide open than people might give it credit to be? Well, uh, absolutely. I could see Texas losing a bunch of games. Like, I don't think any team in this division is particularly strong. Like, obviously, I would have picked Jacksonville to win the division early in the season, but they're on a five-game losing streak. How does that even happen? I don't. Jeez, their defense is just—it hasn't lived up to the hype, and then their offense is anemic as usual. So, yeah, even with Leonard Fournette had a fantastic game back today, and it just still wasn't enough for him. Yeah. So I think this division's wide open. I don't trust any team in the division, like you no, said. Yeah. Like, they're all wide consistent. Exactly. I mean, Houston's either dominant or terrible. And I mean, the Titans have a, they just had a statement win against the Patriots, you know, by 24 points. But at the same time, yep. I have no faith in them. No, absolutely none. Yeah, that that's, that's absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, so, uh, so people keep tuning into the AFC South fight. Uh, by the end of the season, I bet it'll be a good one. I know the Colts have an easy schedule going down the stretch. So hopefully we can make some noise and maybe win. Uh, the division. Um, let's uh, let's move on to one, probably one more topic. Uh, we'll fit in another if we can. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, it was reported that Le'Veon Bell uh, won't actually report at all to because he's like he has to like soon or something or else he doesn't get to play. Um, yeah. it, it's reported that he's not going to report um, at all. So uh, what what do you think? What do you think that does for the Steelers? What do you think that does for Le'Veon Bell going into because he doesn't want to be on the team anymore? Um, how do you think other teams around the league will look at that? Uh, you know, just kind of what are your thoughts on Le'Veon Bell's situation? Um, in terms of affecting the Steelers, I don't, I don't know how much it does, especially with the way James Conner's been playing. Uh-huh. The dude is giving them all the production Le'Veon gave them and more. So I don't think they're like super worried about him not coming back. In terms of the personal decision, I agree with it. I think he's making a good call. Like, look what happened to um, Earl Thomas. Or Earl Thomas this year. I mean, yeah, so sad. Coming back, getting hurt, you lose like basically all of the worth that you had built up. And basically, the Steelers were doing what 
plenty of teams in the NFL try to do, and that's dick their players by franchising, tagging them multiple seasons in, and then they lose their value because these running backs get up to like 27 and 28 years old. Right. And it's just a product of them not wanting to pay their players, and I think it's stupid. Yeah. Do you think that uh, do you think that his stock is going to take a hit by him not playing? Uh, I don't. I think it'll take a minor hit, but I mean, if you have the chance to snag a player like that, because he, he's he's still not terribly old, right. he still has two or three like great years in him. I think there will be plenty of teams who are willing to reach out and take the risks and even offer him like a pretty decent contract. Yeah, and I'm sure he'd be more than happy to take it. Uh, do you think that if James Conner like was trash this year, that Le'Veon would have already come back? Or do you think his production might have a played a role in why he's he doesn't want to come back and and then suck and then and then himself look like uh, kind of an uh, an overhyped player? That's a good question. I don't know. That's the risk he would run trying to come back mm-hmm. in this scenario, but. I don't think he I don't I still don't think he would have wanted to come back. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, so yeah, so we'll be definitely it'll be interesting to see what happens in the off season with Le'Veon. Um as he's definitely he clearly wants out of Pittsburgh. So um we'll see, you know, how that all that plays out. Uh just real quick, uh we'll take a look at how just the playoff picture is looking, uh, just to give an overview for everyone listening. Um in the AFC right now the well, seeds one through four, uh, you've got the Chiefs. Uh, they're the one seed. Uh, the Steelers are actually the two seed right now. Uh, the Patriots are the three seed, and the Texans round out the divisional winners as the four seed. Uh, and then you've got the Chargers are the five seed, and the Bengals as the six seed right now. Um, still in the hunt. There's plenty of teams still in the hunt because we're still you know, somewhat early on in the season. Um, and so uh, there's plenty of teams in the hunt. Uh, and then on the NFC side, the Rams, uh, uh, the Rams actually still have the uh, one seed. That's interesting. Um, well, it's because they have an extra win because they haven't had their bye week yet. Uh, yeah. And then the Saints at the two, um, the Bears at the three, the Bears. Geez, we should have talked about the Bears. They're six and three. Uh, and then the Redskins at the four, Panthers at the five, and Vikings at the six. Um, it's all, and then plenty of teams still in the hunt, obviously, there. Um, but really, I mean, should be an exciting kind of last little stretch these last seven weeks or so, uh, in the season. Um, I'm sure you're looking forward to it, huh? Are you excited? Uh, yes, I am. I want to see how it shakes out. There's plenty of, I mean, the chargers could come and snag the division from the chiefs. Yep. Like they're just a game back. So, yep. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Uh, we'll move on to, uh, NBA next here. And uh, we'll be we'll come back come back at you live here in a quick bit. And we're back. What's up, guys? Nice. All right. So hopefully you enjoyed our segment on the NFL. If you listen to it, or if for whatever reason this loads first, um, which I'm going to try and not make it do. Um, this is this is our NBA portion of the of our sports podcast. Um, so we're excited to dump, jump right into that. Um, a lot Talk of stuff. Less. Did you, are you okay? Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> um, uh, pretty exciting week in the NBA, um, given that the we can finally announce that the Jimmy Butler drama um, overall is done. I mean, there's still plenty of – there's going to be plenty of aftermath, but um, the he is no longer on the Timberwolves. 
he was officially traded to the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, that's a big trade uh, in the NBA uh, that definitely changes the landscape in the East. Uh, Blake, how much of uh, how much does that boost the Sixers? Um, how how much more are they of a contender with the addition of Jimmy Butler? That's a good question because I'm not sure. I don't know how well he fits into the system they have. Mm-hmm. So defensively, I think it'll be great. I think they'll be one of the best defensive teams in the entire league. They have length, they have size, everything you want on a defensive squad. Um, offense, he'll help them. It's just he fits weirdly into the system. So they're, they're like insisting on starting Markel Fultz at the one, which is just asinine to me i have no idea why they started it's these garbage force. they're trying to make it they they gotta they gotta save face for their draft pick on him but he's bad yeah, they should start jj yeah they should start jj or move ben simmons to the point like yeah and basically with butler with on the butler, floor they will have to in a way yeah 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 and it'll like He's a good shooter, but no one else on the floor can shoot the ball like in their starting lineup. So you could just focus on him. Mm-hmm. They're a bad three-point shooting team outside of J.J. Redick, who hasn't even been shooting the ball well. So I just don't know how well he's going to fit into the system. It's just going to take time to see. Do you think that they gave up too much, or was, was what they gave up just kind of what you would expect to get Jimmy Butler? Uh, probably just what you would expect. Like if the Nuggets gave up like a similar package to do it, I, I would have been pumped. Like, I don't think they gave up anything where you're like, wow, they just mortgaged their future. Hmm. Cause they gave up, they gave up like a second round pick Sarich and Covington. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Compared to the Rockets offering four first rounders. That's yeah. Jeez. Like, cause Sarich is good, but I don't think he's a building block. Right. And Covington is, uh, he's a great 3 and D player, but it, it, those are like a dime a dozen in the league. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, on the other end of that trade is the T-Wolves getting rid of him. Um, now, So now they, you know, what's left of their base now is Cat and uh, Andrew Wiggins and then, you know, other smaller pieces. I mean, now obviously they have Covington and Sarich. Um, you know, are they... Are they now a rebuilding team? Are they a playoff team? Are they are they one of those awful purgatory teams where they just can't really do anything? What, They're what in purgatory, man. They're bad. Because <laughs> they're not a lottery team. No. Especially because the West just keeps getting better. They're just bad. Yeah, so you so you don't see playoffs in their future. If if the, if it is, it's the eight seed, but I do not know. Hmm. Because last year they had to play to get in. They played Denver to get in, and Denver lost. But Denver is leaps and bounds better this year than they were last year. Right. Um, and do you, Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. What were you saying? Um, I was just going to say, do you think that um, uh, the whole Butler saga, Butler even being on the team for the year or for the time that he was there, do you think that um, – Carl Anthony Towns has kind of taken a dip in, in his talent. Like, do you think he's he's not necessarily the center we all thought he would be? It seems like it. Like, they kept Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler, like, basically destroyed their team. He made them look, like, foolish. Yeah. Everyone from the management to the coaches to the players all looks just, like, ridiculous now. Yeah. 
and they're a joke of an organization. There's no organization in the entire league that looks like more ridiculous than they do right now. They were literally held hostage by their own teammate or their own player. <laughs> exactly. And when they're offered, if any team in the league offers me four first round picks for just about any player, I probably take it outside of like Anthony Davis and LeBron. Like right. a four first round picks is a ridiculous haul. True. I don't know. They just, they're bad. They're really bad. I'm sorry, Reggie Hall. I know they're your favorite team, but they're bad. <laughs> All right. Well, what do, what do you think about it? I mean, it's, it, it was insane to me that it took this long to get a trade done. I mean, that's kind of my biggest thing. My biggest takeaway is that it took this long. Um, and honestly, I, yeah, I, I, I'm totally with you. You did not get, Getting getting Sarich in the second round in Covington, that is nothing compared to the Rockets deal. So, and I mean, the Rockets deal was before like they even sucked. So like at the time, you were thinking, okay, it's four first rounds, but they're going to be late in the first round. But even still, that's better than I think what they got. Um, now that the Rockets suck, who knows? Maybe the Rockets will be. They could even be a lottery team. <laughs> so that would have been a great deal for them. But uh, yeah, so we'll see. Um, another team in the East, uh, the Bucks. They played on Thursday night. They played the Warriors, and they smacked them. They them. They dominated them. Um, I think. I mean, everybody knew, especially after this hot start for the Bucks, that they were they were going to be a, a contender in the East um, for sure. But do you think that they could actually uh, challenge for the for the sh- for the chip and actually like potentially challenge the Warriors in a seven game series? I don't think so, no. I still don't think there's another team in the league that can challenge the Warriors right now, even though they got blown out. Like, I get it, but you have to remember they didn't have Draymond Green. And I know that's a cop-out to say, oh, they didn't have Draymond Green, but they have three other All-Stars on their team. But, I mean, he's their main piece of guarding Giannis. Right. Giannis is a wrecking ball. Their shots weren't really falling. So, uh, in a seven-game series, I still don't see Milwaukee or any team, for that matter, taking on. Golden State. Yeah, I think it would certainly be tough. I mean, they do have. I mean, Milwaukee is a long team. They, they, and and Golden State just they aren't really. They aren't really a long team. They that's what they've always been. That's always been their quote unquote kryptonite. Even though they don't have one, it's been like rebounding and like inside play. Like Capella was supposed to be the difference maker in that series with Houston, and he kind of was. Like he he definitely played a big factor in that. so, you know, I, I just, yeah, but like you said, in a seven game series, it's, it's almost impossible to play so perfectly yourself and then have them play poorly enough to where like, that's like an eclipse and those don't happen all that often. Exactly. So, They're not going to happen like two nights in a row. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but you, but you do think that they can make some noise in the East, right? I do. I think adding Brooke Lopez was like awesome for them. I think it's such a great move to have someone like that good down low for them now. Right. Um, so we, so we started with the Sixers and then we, now we talked about the Bucks. Um, the, but everyone going into the season was talking about the Celtics. Uh, who do you act and, and the Raptors, of course, who do you actually think is, uh, the top team in the East right now? Um, I think it's the Toronto Raptors. Okay. Playing so well. Kawhi's playing great. But on top of that, you have to look at Kyle Lowry. He's leading the league in assists. He's he's averaging 19-something a game. 
I think he has four or five boards a night. He's playing out of his mind. Even Kawhi Leonard said that Kyle Lowry was the one carrying the team. It wasn't Kawhi. Mm. And they're not even playing Kawhi on back-to-back nights. He was out for a couple games, and they're right. still like they're still dominating. And they've beaten quality teams. It's not like they're just playing bad teams. Yeah. So I think right now it's the Raptors that are the team to beat in the East. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of it's really intriguing how the playoffs will shake out because I think they're an easy those four teams that we've that we kind of listed they're an easy top four picks um, yeah. of like how the like semifinals and conference finals will play out. So I think and which I think is really cool because the last few years it's just been Cleveland, it's just been LeBron, um, and then you know one other team maybe. Um, but yeah. now I think there's there's like a legitimate claim that uh, four teams will be vying for that Eastern Conference championship. Um, you know, uh, who do you think matches up best with Toronto? Since you think Toronto's the best, who do you think matches up best against Toronto? Um, that's a tough question. I I would say Boston, but they're not playing great right now. Mm. Um, so I would probably just go with Milwaukee because I think they match up extremely well with all teams in the league just because of how long they are. Yeah, I agree. like if you. You stick Giannis on Kawhi. Kawhi's still going to score 25, but it's going to be difficult for him. Right. They could – that could be a difficult matchup because the Raptors do shoot three the three-point ball really well. but And that's a game-changer always. Yeah. All right. Sweet. All right. Uh, last little quick segment. There isn't much to talk about here, but I thought I'd at least get your take on it. Um, they are probably – I think it. I think it was made official. I don't know if you know. Um, but I know they were at least leaning towards it. Uh, televising the All-Star draft this year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think about that? I don't know. It's a gimmick, man. Do you think it's like, would you, do you think uh, it's kind of rude to the players? Though Some people have come out and been like, well, that's kind of like, you know, demeaning to some of the All-Stars because they're All-Stars. But like, you know, whoever's picked last is picked last. Like, do you think that that's kind of a, that, do you think that's an actual thing? Uh, I mean, I think it's kind of dumb because, like, they're all all-stars. Like, yeah. But at the same time, you know which all-stars are, like, better than the rest of them. So, I don't know why they tried to, uh, why they need to make, like, a spectacle out of it. I get it. It's, like, for views, but it's just silly to me. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll pro- if it's on TV, I'll probably at least tune in for the first couple picks just to see what happens. But Yeah, it, it'll be kind of fun. But... Yeah. but overall, it's not, it's not a huge deal. No. no. All right. Uh, so, yeah. So, let's dive right into uh, – this is kind of wrapping up the show. Uh, we both have a NBA player and an NFL player that we really quickly wanted to just uh, give a shout-out to and talk about uh, their terrific performances. Uh, Blake, why don't you uh, kick us off with your players? All right. I'll start with my NFL player, Matt Ryan. He did lose today, as someone rudely pointed out to me earlier. But – there he's playing out of his mind did you know that he was he's actually on pace to break the league record in yards oh i did not know that yeah he's playing that well this year hmm. i have him on my fantasy team and he's playing pretty well there too shout out matt ryan but he, he, like he's playing easily the best on the entire team yeah. like julio's playing well too but he's been keeping them afloat and i have no idea why they're losing games yeah because it's a quarterback league so you usually go as well as far as your quarterback's going to take you, and he's playing out of his mind. So it's extremely frustrating to me that they keep losing games. But shout-out to Matt Ryan. My NBA player is 
Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray scored 48 this week. I thought I'd give him a shout-out for that. Great night. I was actually watching that game, and he just tore Kyrie up. Kyrie was actually really pissed about it. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, he threw the ball into the stands, and he got fined for it. Really yeah. childish, lame move. But, I, I mean, I get the whole you probably shouldn't shoot a three with 48 points, like, last couple seconds on the clock. But at the same time, he dropped 48. Why not try to get 50? All right. Well, shout out to those guys. Uh, and Jokic, Jokic played well too. But okay. uh, God your picks, your God picks, Mike. Dang it! All right, my NBA player that I'm going to give a shout out to is Jokic. Uh, <laughs> he had a great night, 37 and 21. That's a pretty solid outing. Uh, he's just a fun player for me to watch. Like he's just so dominant and big, and it's it's fun. It's a, it's pretty fun to watch him do it. Uh, and he's just a fun guy when he gets interviewed. Uh, he he, he fine. He has some fun sound bites. Um, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, my NFL player um, is uh, Drew Brees. Uh, I mean, it's a, he's an easy pick. He didn't have necessarily a huge stat line, but he only had three touchdowns. But he got subbed out. Teddy Bridgewater came in. Um, so, uh, but he's just playing out of his mind as well. So, shout out to Drew Brees. Um, our picks quickly as we're going down to our last little minute here. Our picks this week, uh, we don't know yet about the Eagles and Cowboys because that game's still being played, but we both went two for two with the Saints and the Rams. Uh, so, Blake, hit us with your picks real quick. We've, we're running out of time. Uh, Green Bay versus Seattle, who you got? I give Seattle the edge. Green Bay's not playing that well. Seattle just went toe-to-toe with the Rams and did pretty decent. Arizona versus Oakland. Uh, oh, my God, those teams are so bad. But I'm going to go Arizona because Oakland's the worst team in the league. All right, and Kansas City versus the Rams. Oh, I'm going to go Rams because I hate Kansas City. All right. I'm going Green Bay, Arizona, and uh, Kansas City as well. Uh, so we'll see how that pans out. We do we do keep track of these things. Uh, so, yeah. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, Blake, you want to si- sign us off? All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, guys, remember this. Sex before marriage is a sin. Remember that. Thanks for tuning in. Goodbye.